Welcome back to the Influencer Marketing Roundup brought to you by Linkia. My name is Keith Bendis. We are going to dive into the top stories in social media and influencer marketing from May. It was another busy month, a lot of news. As always, this will be three segments. We're going to start with the top stories from the social platforms. Then we're going to talk about some of our favorite brand influencer activations. And then we will end with data and research that is worth reading. So let's start with Meta. Meta had a lot of news this month. AI is all the hype, so let's start with AI. They released a sandbox of AI features. There's a few different features that they released here. And the three big ones were, one, basically automatically generating segmented messaging for different audience groups. So using AI to change the message based on the audience you're targeting. The second was background generation through text prompts, kind of like what we're seeing out of Adobe and some of the things they could do with text prompts. And then automatic image cropping for Facebook and Instagram ads. We are going to see so much AI innovation out of these platforms in this coming months, but this is a clear signal that Meta's focus is primarily on the advertising media business side of things, whereas a lot of the AI news from Snap and TikTok is more from a consumer usage standpoint. So interesting news out of Meta. Also from Meta, they rolled out new discovery and personalization controls for Facebook Reels. I personally really like this. When you are watching Reels now, you might see there's a three-dot menu at the bottom of the video, and you can hit that and say show more or show less. And Facebook will automatically then increase or decrease its ranking score accordingly. So you now have way more control over the type of content you're being shown by Facebook. And then the second part of that announcement was they're now doing labels on the Reels to explain why you're seeing certain content. So as an example, you might see that it says you're seeing this real because a friend of yours liked it. And that's the reason why you're seeing it. I, I like this a lot because it's transparency and it's control. And those are the two biggest topics in social media right now. And the fact that they're giving more transparency and giving more control over the algorithm and what's being recommended is a really welcome tool for users. Instagram had some news. They're launching ads in search results as part of the marketing API. We talked about this two months ago, they announced that they started testing ads and search results, and now it's rolled out through the API. The ads will appear in people's feeds as they scroll through and tap a post through search results. This is good for advertisers. Search is obviously a massive part of marketing budgets through Google. We know how much consumers are using social platforms for search, so it's a great opportunity for advertisers. On the user side, it's not good in my opinion. You're not going to like seeing more ads. I don't think anybody loves the amount of sponsored content on Google. So there's stuff for Instagram to work out on what is the right blend. But again, Meta is focused on media advertisers. This is a really good form of advertising. The other bit of news for Instagram was they will soon be able to, to allow story scheduling through third-party platforms. So think of a Hootsuite, anything like that. You couldn't do this prior which is crazy to think that you couldn't schedule stories, but now story posting is part of the Instagram Graph API, which means these third-party tools can now tap into this. And if you're a social media manager, maybe less nights and weekends of posting because you can now schedule. So really nice for them. And then Instagram also added GIF comments. I'm sure a lot of you saw this. For those that hate typing text in comments, you can now do GIFs. Final two bit of news, Meta's taste testing a new ad format called promotional ads. This is more on the shop side. So when users click through an ad to claim an offer, that offer can now be automatically applied at the time of purchase. Obviously that's very good for advertisers and brands who are using deals. The other thing I like if, is if the consumer doesn't actually make the purchase, they will get a reminder notification before the deal ends. So not only is automatic deal adding valuable to the brand, 
But now with lapsed users, lost users, you get that final notification, which is good. And finally, from Instagram, they are testing a new process to help brand source UGC in the app. This is a really big deal. The announcement was more about, again, shopability. So if you are a shop manager, you can now add user-generated content to the product listings. So when you tap through the prompt, you're going to get prompts. The Instagram system will then highlight the posts that your business or brand has been tagged in, and you could associate that content with your product listings. That is amazing for shop. I also think this is going to be amazing in general for the idea of social listening, where if you are tagged as a brand, this will eventually be the ecosystem for not only shop, but just reusing the content, getting rights to use it in paid media. This is just a really nice evolution of how you're going to be able to find UGC through Instagram. That was all the news out of Meta. TikTok also had a lot of big news. Let's start from a TikTok perspective in the same vein of UGC. They have a secret UGC program that pays creators thousands. So there was an article, it said that some creators are saying they're making as much as $34,000 a month producing UGC. They said brands like Uber, Zynga, Alibaba, even TikTok as the brand of TikTok. This is part of the platform's creative challenge beta. And that's a lot of money for creators to be making. Apparently they're allowed to participate in up to their 30 UGC ads a week and payment for those ads is based on the ad spend for up to six months. So it really is based on the volume of ad spend on the brand side, but another great revenue monetization feature for creators. The biggest news out of TikTok was Montana. So their governor, Greg Gianforte, signed the bill into law. I, I did not see this coming. For those who listen to this pod, I've said before, I didn't expect him to sign this into law. So I'm very surprised that he did. There's already lawsuits from creators. There's lawsuits from TikTok. It doesn't go into effect until January 1st of, of next year. So I still think this will not happen, but I've been wrong up to this point. So I'm not gonna make any promises here. It's There's questions of how it'll be implemented. The way that the bill is written is there's fines of up to $10,000 a day for violations focused on the marketplaces. So Google Play Store, Apple App Store. So if they're offering the app in Montana, they would face fines up to $10,000 a day. We'll see if this goes through. There's a lot of time for it to not pass. So that's my guess. TikTok also announced they're testing an AI chatbot called Taco. Right now, it's only being tested in the Philippines. What I'd say about it is there's so much talk about generative AI. It's not this holistic AI solution where you think about a chat GPT or a bard. It's more like a navigational assistant with a focus on getting you to watch more videos. So I still really like it. If, if it can help me find videos more simply and better videos for what I'm actually trying to, to view, I think that's a really nice add-on to make the user experience better. But we'll have to see. Again, just being tested in the Philippines now, we'll see how long it takes to roll out. TikTok also announced they're partnering with top publishers for a new premium, what they call brand safe ad slot called Pulse Premier. Think about big publishers like NBCU, Condé Nast, Dot Dash, Meredith, Buzzfeed. Marketers will have the ability to buy these ads and it will be guaranteed that they're placed directly after the publisher's content. So that's why they're saying it's a brand safe space because it's guaranteed that you're on, your ads gonna run immediately after what TikTok refers to as suitable TikToks from premium publishers. Right now, TikTok's splitting revenue 50-50 with the publishers, which is actually really good. We'll see how long that lasts. And because it's a premium placement, it will cost you as a brand a premium dollar. TikTok also launched Creator Effect Rewards. This is a $6 million fund that pays creators for popular AR effects. 
Snap really owned the AR conversation for many years. Meta doubled down last year, and now TikTok's joining. So AR is clearly here to stay, and every platform wants a chunk of it. For every effect, if you want the actual numbers of this creator fund, for every effect that's used in half a million unique video views within 90 days of being published, creator gets $700. For every 100,000 video views published after that, within the same 90-day window, the creator gets an additional $140. So not super lucrative based on those numbers, but again, it's just another monetization route for creators. And if you're creating error effects anyway, this is a way to make some money. The final news out of TikTok, they launched their artist impact program to streamline adding trending songs to the commercial library. The program is gonna give creators whose songs are included in brand videos a cut of the revenue that TikTok accumulates from the content. So that's great from the creators. But I think the really interesting thing here is brands have been shouting that the commercial library is great. We have songs we can use in commercial content, but there's not really any trending music. So it's really hard to participate in these trends that happen on TikTok. Now they can with obviously certain songs that are included, but that is really great to see some trendy songs now going to be able to be used in that commercial library. That's Meta and TikTok. They dominated the news, but let's do a quick round the horn on the other big topics. Twitter, we're not gonna go into the roller coaster that is the must news over the last month, but the thing they actually launched was enabling publishers to charge a per article fee to bypass paywalls. Most users who get news off the internet, which I guess is pretty much everyone, don't really wanna pay these subscription fees to access content. So this allows them to pay a little bit of a premium for one-off access to a single piece of content. What I would say is every past experiment like this leads up to a net loss for publishers versus the subscription system. So I don't think the odds are in Twitter's favor on this, but it is a good feature. And I, I gotta be honest, I'd be more inclined to just buy a single article if I really wanted to read the article versus committing to a subscription. Be real, God, we haven't talked about Be real in months and months and months. They launched a feature that they're calling Real People, which is a curated timeline of high profile users. They're calling these the most interesting people in the world. So think athletes, artists, activists, celebrities. It's only in the UK now. I'm sure it will come to the US soon. I actually like it. I think it makes sense for Be real Obviously, you want to follow what your friends are doing in that real time moment, but it totally makes sense that you'd want to see some of the more notable names in the world as well. So welcome news for an app that lost most of its steam, it feels like over the last year. Snapchat made news because they launched their creator marketplace called Collab Studios. This connects brands with Snap's top influencers. Snap, Snap calls those top influencers Snap stars, if you hear that term. It's currently available in the US. They're gonna expand it soon. Really smart move for Snapchat. If you're LinkedIn, Amazon, Twitch, trying to think who else, Kind of take note here because you all need creator marketplaces. That is what makes it easier to partner with creators. That helps brands, it helps agencies, it helps platforms. Snap needed to do this if they want to evolve in the creator space. So really good news for them. I'm, gonna hope, I'm hoping some of those other platforms follow in the coming year. Amazon, Inspire, we talked about the Inspire feature, which is their TikTok-like short-form video scroll. That is now available for all customers in the US. Last time we talked about it, it was really a beta release. So now this is available to everyone. I do love the idea of short form video that's shoppable through Amazon. I think it makes total sense for the platform. I still maintain questions about do I want that in a separate part of the app experience? Because I don't think you're going to go to Amazon to mindlessly scroll for stuff. I think you go there to search and you know what you're trying to find. So I love the idea of brands using that style of short form video in their PDP pages. So when a consumer is on that page, they can see real-time testimonials, commentary from people that they trust or just from general influencers. 
And finally, we'll land with YouTube. They expand non-skippable ads to TV screens. So this is 30-second unskippable ads on connected TV. That will replace the two 15-second consecutive ads that run today. This is on their YouTube Select program, which is the top-watched YouTube content. And that is over 70% impressions on TV screens. So I guess it's good for brands because you can't skip it. It's a captive audience. I hope they don't lose all of the great content creation practices that we've been teaching brands to do where you, you can skip content. So I hope brands aren't getting lazy here. But for consumers, I, I don't know who would want unskippable ads. So I'm sure there's going to be a lot of frustration here from consumers. That is all the news from the social platforms. Let's do a quick rundown on our favorite brand influencer campaigns. I'm going to give a shout out to Hyundai. They had a choose yours campaign. It was two 60 second spots. It was starring the actors Alonzo Slater and Mia Wilkerson. The reason I'm calling this out is because it, it took the pick a card TikTok trend and brought it into a commercial spot. And I think it's just so fascinating how TikTok style culture is permeating to all of general media and beyond culture. And so this was, it's not that innovative. It's choose your adventure, but they use the pick the card style. You held up the card as you you'd click which one, the Ionic five or six, which are two Hyundai models. And it would take you to a different experience based on what you chose. So I, I just think the fact that again, TikTok culture permeating everywhere, very fascinating. Another one that explains that is Canon. Canon signed a deal with Emma Chamberlain. Emma's almost a celebrity in her own right now, but she is a creator first. And so what I like about this again is two things. One is Emma is a TikTok creator that now is starring in TV ads for a major brand. Again, TikTok culture infiltrating mass media culture. The second thing I think is interesting is if you actually watch the spots, it's all about how to be a creator. So Emma's almost teaching others, obviously it makes sense, Canon creates products that creators use, but we know the stats of how many young people want to be creators, think they are creators. So tapping Emma to kind of be the leader of that and, and educate the, the country on that is a really smart move for Canon. NFL, I'm going to give NFL a shout out. They did a huge creator influencer push for the NFL draft, which was in Kansas City, Missouri. For those that don't know, YouTube has NFL Sunday ticket rights now. NFL has made it very clear that that was just, the draft was just the jumping off point, that creators and influencers are going to be a huge part of their strategy for, strategy for this upcoming season. And finally, Invisalign. So Invisalign is betting big again on TikTok. They've done a great job as, as a brand on TikTok. They're partnering with a bunch of popular creators, including Trey McKay, Simone Harrison, and they'll each create content communicating the simplicity of the Invisalign products. The reason why I'm calling this out is twofold. One, a lot of brands I hear, oh, we're not Taco Bell, we're not Burger King, we can't do all this cool stuff. Invisalign ain't Taco Bell or Burger King either, and they are doing a lot of cool stuff. So if they could do it, anyone can. And two is just the, tr the being okay to try things. They did a Roblox experience last year in Invisalign. It was an interactive dental hub. They're doing all this stuff this year with creators. They are not afraid to test and learn and optimize. And so I give them a shout out for that. Let's end our segment with the final round of data and reports worth reading. Insider had an article that says almost half of YouTube viewership happens on TV, 45%. That stat definitely made my jaw drop. So as a, as a brand, you have to rethink how you're creating content on YouTube, knowing that a lot of the viewership is gonna happen on a full large TV. And if you listen to this pod, an episode or two ago, we actually had a report on the best practices for how to create YouTube content for TV. So definitely check that out. HubSpot did their consumer trend survey showing how long consumers spend on social and what they're doing. 
it showed that consumers spend three plus hours on social media every day. That is wild. I've seen stats that say TikTok users spend three plus hours just on TikTok alone, which is more than a feature length film every single day. It went into how people are using different platforms, Facebook versus YouTube versus Twitter. A lot of it, common sense, Twitter keeping up with news, YouTube entertainment education, Facebook, you know, sharing media with their friends and, and keeping up with loved ones. But check out the report, it was a good one. Hashtag pay me had a report on, on how much influencers are earning. And the theme of the point was the report was expect to spend more on influencers this year. They're definitely charging more per influencer to be exact 39.9% more for Instagram creators from 2021 to 2022. What I'd say is this, there is a demand side of this that you're paying a premium because there's more demand. And so creators can charge a premium, but you're also paying a premium these days because the content is so much more complicated and more difficult to create. This high produced TikTok real style content is not the Instagram in feed static that was three or four years ago. So I think a lot of brands default to why are creators charging so much money? Why do they think they're worth so much more? The content asks are way more complex. And so I stand by, if you compare that to video content through creative agencies or production groups, creators are, are a steal in that sense. Sprout Social, they published their annual listing of the best times to post on social. This was the first year they had TikTok included. So the data is interesting. We're not going to go through all of it because there's so much here of when to post on what channel, but worth checking out. And that's obviously linked in our, in our influencer marketing roundup newsletter. And then finally, last thing is a really interesting study, actually Brendan Gann, who we do the Creator Economy Live podcast with, was part of the study showing the TikTok virality trend is very different now than it was a couple of years ago. So the number of cre video creators on TikTok per week that have drawn more than 10 million views has been steadily declining. And the number of TikTokers who have amassed more than 1 million followers has also been steadily dropping since it ballooned during the pandemic. I think this is natural. You're seeing a platform that's way more evolved and mature, but creators cannot really rely on these astronomical bumps that used to happen way more often than they do now. So if anything, the lesson should be the same that it always is for brands and creators. Don't create for one platform. Make sure you create for multiple platforms. So you're not overly reliant. And two is make content that sustains. Don't chase a singular trend. Don't chase a viral moment. Create content over time that has themes, that has expertise, that has a reason to build a community and for people to tune in. That's all the time we have today. As always, we have all of this content posted with links and commentary on the Influencer Marketing Roundup on Linkia's LinkedIn. Make sure you give that a subscribe and we will see you next month for the Jew Roundup. Thanks everyone. Mm -hmm.